member-owned, member-proud. That's Affinity Plus Federal Credit Union. As a not-for-profit financial organization, Affinity Plus is for people who like people who care. And you get top-rated mobile banking technology you can use to bank conveniently on your own time, day or night, at home or on the go. Take your bank with you where and when you need it. Stop by the Brainerd Lakes branch on Edgewood Drive and Baxter to learn more. Affinity Plus is federally insured by the NCUA. Good afternoon and welcome to Community Focus at JJY. I'm Ken Thomas. And today, my guests include Tim Houle, the Crow Wing County Administrator, and Tom Johnson, President and CEO of American National Bank. First of all, gentlemen, welcome to Community Focus. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. How often, Ken, have you had both a, a president of a bank and a county administrator working in the public sector uh, on your show at the same time? <laughs> Not many times. Not many times. Not it's many a times. pleasure to be here with Tom. Well, yeah, you, Tom. And, it, and it's uh, really a pleasure for me to hear about this initiative and what is happening in Baxter right now to address a community need that's really, really important. And Tom, maybe I'll start with you, if you will. Uh, kind of give us the background, the genesis on how this all came about. Well, a couple years ago, it, it uh, became apparent to me because of a family situation that men mental illness is an issue in our community. With that, put together a group of people meeting for a couple years in order to decide how, what, and where to uh, see what we could do. With that being pulled together, there was an application made to uh, create a first phase 20-unit uh, apartment complex, which is going to be managed by Nystrom and Associates. Uh, we needed to acquire land for this project. So we made an application saying that Franzen Bank, who had a piece of property that I think was valued at like 380000 was willing, they were willing to sell it for 250 so their contribution was significant. With that happening, uh, I made a commitment along with uh, every bank in town that we would uh, uh, purchase that land. They made the application and not only did phase one, which was 20 units, get uh, approved for the mental ill, uh, like I say, managed by Nystrom and Associates, but also the second phase, which is for the homeless or low income, and that is uh, 20 units, eight of which will be three-bedroom townhouses, and uh, 12 of which will be two-bedroom townhouses. And they'll be located on 13 acres of land on Grand Oaks, I believe, is the, yeah, Grand Oaks is the, the street. Wow. That's amazing. Uh, I know every community is looking for affordable housing, transitional housing, if you will, mm -hmm. for those that are going through the, you know, a difficult time in their life. Is that a good way to put it, Tim? You know, think about supportive housing as somebody is either in transition, um, they are struggling with some kind of a, an issue, they may have a developmental disability that has been with them for life, they may be in an acute mental health crisis, and housing during those times is a real issue in our community with supportive services becomes really the important component here. Mm, yes. And so if you're gonna have housing for the mentally ill, having the supportive services there in their uh, housing complex yes. is going to increase the likelihood that they get the right services they need, they stay on the medications that they need to stay on, that their behaviors are you know, better regulated in yes. that kind of a uh, controlled and supportive environment. So we have a great need in our community for those kinds of transitional housings, affordable, supportive 
housing for folks that are struggling with mental illness, chemical dependency, um, even foster homes for kids that may be taken out of parents' homes. Um, it, th- those needs are great. They're ongoing. They're never going to go away. What's really interesting to me about this project is normally, in my experience, this is public sector driven. Uh, and then in this particular instance, it was very private sector driven. And so uh, kudos to the banks in town, to all of the folks that worked on this project. Um, it is a wonderful project coming forward, I think, really organically from the community. Yeah. Uh, we should talk about that, too, because who are some of the other partners that got involved then? Or is this a pretty long list? <laughs> Actually, there's nine different uh, sources of the ten million three that has been it, the ten million three is done. The ground has been broke. Uh, you can see the footing starting to come up already. This project is basically put together, and it will be funded, and it'll be built. Now, one of my biggest concerns is what's next. It's kind of uh, if if we're able to trigger a ten million dollar project as a banker, recognizing two hundred fifty thousand did it, along with some really good applications, obviously, and a need. Uh, there's more that we can do, and. I don't, I don't want to get into the services itself because that's not my expertise, but the idea of the community leaders leading and helping out in this and assisting public makes all the sense in the world to me. Yeah. Are, are you looking for other community leaders, uh, uh, individuals, uh, so on, to step up and be part of this uh, movement, a- if abso- you will? Absolutely. I, uh, my, my whole thing is, is it's just not a you know a one-band show. It never was. The, the applications, everything else. It's, but it's a matter of getting it started. And, and usually when you get on a roll, good things happen. We have a, we have a concern about treasure, uh, transitional housing. When you have people come through a program of whether it's drug abuse or whatever, and you need to remove them from the environment they came from. Yes. Because your success ratios certainly go down big time when they go back into the same thing. Yeah. So yeah. is that something that we can't figure out to help with? No, I think we can, as a community, which is quite wealthy community, we're not broke. You can tell by the number of banks and other financial institutions here. It's kind of a giveaway that if we step up as a community, we can make this happen. We've just proved it on this deal. Yeah. And it triggered some pretty good things, I think. And yeah. it long, in the next, you know, one thing I look at, I'm getting up in age. I'm no spring chicken, let's put it that way. But I look at it and I go, you know, this will be around for 20 to 30 years helping people. And what better legacy can we leave than recognizing that we can, we can help others? Yeah. And make the community a better place. Even think about folks coming out of jail who may have gotten in there because of a chemical dependency or a mental health problem, which, by the way, is redundant. Uh, Chemical dependency is a mental health problem. If they go back out to the same situation, we know what happens. They come back. Uh, And so breaking those cycles of addiction, and they are at a very vulnerable uh, place when they come out of treatment, when they come out of jail. Um, And so trying to support them in their journey of recovery to stability. That's really what this is about. Not that we're going to wave a magic wand and cure chemical dependency, eliminate mental health. No, those are going to be with us. And so what are we going to do about it as a community? And so I just uh, think this is one of the most interesting efforts I've seen in my 25 years in the public sector. And so Again, kudos to the bankers in town, to the folks with a big heart. There are folks in need in our community. I can't think of a better time of year to be talking about it.
Yeah, and to be clear, Tim, I mean, uh, communities just can't do this on their own, can they? No, it's going to take lots of different partners. And Tom, I think, put that together uh, very quickly. And so when I look at the different funding sources, Central Minnesota Housing Partnership was part of that. Uh, Certainly the state of Minnesota Housing Finance Agency is part of that. There's just a lot of different sources of funding that need to be pulled together in order for a project like this to, to work out. This is not a cash flow business. Uh, This is basically, if we can break even, that's what the goal is. And when you go into a repeat situation where someone's gone through the program and repeat back in, that's a negative. We've lost on that. Mm -hmm. And we need to to minimize those because it's expensive in the first place. Yes, it is. Never mind repeat, repeat, and still not have helped the people. I mean, shame on us. Yeah. And I know, Tim, you've been here before to talk about the, the problem with mental illness uh, in the community and how it is uh, costing taxpayers money. And we need to find some of these solutions. There's no question about it. Uh, the last two years, the county levy went up by close to 7%. And at least half of that is due to um, rising rates of meth use in our community, which is a mental health di- uh, disorder, um, as well as untreated mental health, which shows up in the form of what are oftentimes criminal kinds of behaviors. Someone breaks a glass, they break a door, they punch a wall, they hit someone, uh, throw a chair, uh, and then law enforcement gets involved. And if the only tool we have in our toolbox is a hammer, everything starts looking like a nail. We need to get further upstream onto the porch when those things are happening. Uh, This is an instance where we have housing that recognizes the struggle and puts the proper supports in place to try to help that person on that journey. It's all about stability, getting someone to a stable place where they can be the contributing member of society that frankly all of them want to be and sometimes can't figure out how to be. Yeah, And it's really big to have Nystrom and Associates be part of this too, isn't it? Well, my whole part is I, I don't want to get into the how to run it. I just want to get into how to fund it and build it, and they will come. I hate to say it that way, but it's true. Yeah, it is. And well, so the, the yeah. actual administration stuff, I'm happy that the county and others are willing to step up religious groups, too. There's a lot of uh, references that come mm-hmm. from the different churches that they have concerns, too, as that they get involved in. So my purpose is to uh, kind of motivate the people that have done well in this community to help out uh, fund you know, some sources of, of uh, housing that we need. And, and I don't think it's hard to figure it out. It's pretty basic. We'll try to raise more for funding, and uh, the county will unfortunately have to deal with people. We and, will happily you know, do so, yeah. <laughs> happily do so. It is the seed money yeah. that you need to get these projects going, and that's what the local community banks did. They put the seed money down to get this project going. Without it, it doesn't go anywhere. And 250000 is a lot of money. It's a lot of money. And so it's hard to come up with that. I just applaud the banks for coming together to do it. And I appreciate Tom's point of view. $250,000 investment for a $10 million return is a pretty darn good return. (laughs) Yes, it is. So kudos to them. I'm just impressed. Tom, if uh, we have someone listening that is thinking, I want to be part of this and I want to start getting involved, what's what's the best way to go about doing that? Call me on my cell phone. I, I have it 724. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's just the way it is. It is 
and again Tom Johnson. Yeah, it's it's a uh, kind of a fact searching to find out how best we could do it. I love other people's input and help, and uh, it's amazing when you put a bunch of people together with the right heart, uh, what can be accomplished. Amen. Yeah. yeah. Amen. Do we have a opening date uh, for the facility at this point? Not an opening date. What they're expecting was one year. They got delayed about 30 uh, days from, from opening. They expect it to open next fall. I'm suspecting they're going to be opening. If it's normal construction, it'll be probably in the winter or close to the first of the year. But they're like I say, they're in the ground with cement now. They've cleared the site, and uh, it's going to be built, and it's going up. Fantastic. It's a great project. Yeah. And, and so we're just lucky to be a part of it. Uh, Crow Wing County is glad to be a part of it. We're going to, we collectively, Crow Wing County is we, we collectively are going to continue to deal with these issues as a community. And so how are we going to deal with it? Um, and avoidance is not a great coping strategy. <laughs> no. uh, and so I just, this is the way in which we need to support folks who are in crisis and in transition. Uh, and so it's a much-needed service in our community. I'm glad that someone is uh, stepping up to provide it. Very well. Well, gentlemen, we thank you for being here today to talk about this. I can't wait to see what happens, and I can't wait to see if even more step up and uh, make, again, that big difference in our community. I expect more to come. we got good people, good community. We do. Yes. People understand the need. I don't think we have to sell it. It's certainly there. Yeah. Tom, thank you for being here today. You're welcome. Appreciate it. Tim, thank you. Always a pleasure, Ken. Thank you for having me. Merry Christmas. Have a Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you all. Our guests today, Tom Johnson, President and CEO of American National Bank. Tim Houle is the Crow Wing County Administrator. I'm Ken Thomas, and that is today's edition of Community Focus. By the way, you don't forget our Community Focus programs are available to listen to anytime on our website at 1067wjjy.com. That's brought to you by Affinity Plus Federal Credit Union. And you can also find our programming on Community Focus available on our free downloadable app. That's powered by the Cuyuna Regional Medical Center.